Welcome to Elevate, the podcast where we dissect exceptional achievers who are consistently raising the bar personally and professionally to produce extraordinary results in investment real estate and ultimately in their lives. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I want to thank you so much for being here. And I want to ask you a question because we talk about this each and every time. Are you ready to take it to another level? I have no doubt in my mind that today we will be taking to another level. And I'm really honored to be sitting here with my friend, my coach, Trevor McGregor. Trevor, how are you, sir? Outstanding, Tyler. Thanks for having me on. How are you? Absolutely. I'm doing wonderful. I'm always good when I'm with you. Come on. This is awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh, I want to I welcome everyone back um, to Elevate. You know, this is the show. What our mission is, is to identify and apply how the best of the best are achieving greatness and you know, through raising the bar professionally and personally um, to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond. And so, you know, this is truly a masterclass. We're with the master today. So we want to dive in. We want to dissect, you know, really what you're doing to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes, you know, through real estate, through mindset, through coaching, through mentoring, and so many of the dynamic things that Trevor is really doing on a consistent basis. So, if you appreciate what we do, we would appreciate if you would subscribe. First of all, we would appreciate if you rate, you know, if you're so inclined to give us a five-star rating, we would certainly appreciate that and give us a review, give us some feedback. So I want to tell you a little bit about Trevor McGregor here. So Trevor is a high performance master coach with over 20,000 hours of coaching experience under his belt. I can tell you he is the man. He is legit. And he has worked with clients around the world, including myself and many of our friends including Fortune 500 executives, high-level real estate investors, entrepreneurs, world-class athletes, and business professionals, and they all come to him for one reason, life-changing transformation, which I love. In addition to running his own private coaching practice, Trevor was a master platinum coach with the Tony Robbins Group, offering elite coaching unlike other in any other program in the world. Trevor is also an active real estate investor holding assets in his portfolio that range from owning single family homes in Vancouver to multifamily apartment buildings in places like Texas, Memphis, and South Carolina. How, how kind of you to cross the border to our, to our beloved United States. Uh, Trevor has also diversified into self-storage units in Key West, Florida. He also owns co-owns a luxury resort center in Costa Rica and is an investor in a modular home building company in Australia. Did I tell you he is dynamic? Trevor's passion is in coaching real estate investors, and to date, Trevor's clients have bought over $1 billion with a B worth of multifamily apartments. His mission is to assist others in realizing their true power and hidden potential to achieve more success, wealth, freedom, and contribution than they ever thought possible. Trevor lives with his beautiful wife, Lisa, and their three boys in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. So, so Trevor, you know, the bio, we, we love the bio and we live behind it in some ways. Tell me a little bit about Trevor. Who is Trevor beyond the bio? Give us a, give Elevate Nation an elevator pitch. Oh, thank you so much. And yeah, it's funny to listen to that bio and uh, just blessed and grateful to have achieved some phenomenal success, but it wasn't without, you know, some growing pains on the way to getting there. I mean, if you really want to know who I am, you know, like the bio says, born and raised in Canada. Um, just absolutely fascinated with, you know, why people think and behave the way they do, whether that's personally or in business. And Tyler, I always had a fascination for why people, you know, achieve success and also why people were held back and perhaps failed or took a long time to 
to get to where they wanted to go. So this guy, Trevor, is a guy that's immersed himself in, you know, the books, the audios, the seminars, and literally, you know, wanted to learn it so that I could, you know, really understand it and apply it for myself. And as I started to learn it and apply it in my life and shared it with the, you know, people that were around me, colleagues in corporate or, you know, my son's little league coach or, you know, some of the people I'd run into at events, you know, and they started to apply the same thing. They also started to have a phenomenal level of success. And so I think that's when the coaching bug bit and I literally, you know, left my corporate gig and, you know, devoted my time to becoming a full-time coach and a full-time real estate investor. So I literally have the opportunity now to work with people all over this beautiful blue planet to help them get clarity on what they want, why they want it. And then, you know, we reverse engineer a plan to go get it. And, you know, they get to live the life of their dreams, just like you're doing, just like I'm doing. And I'm telling you, when you have an understanding that it only takes two things to get there, and I'll share that with your listeners in a minute, that anybody who's defiantly committed to success can actually have it. That's amazing. So what, what I hear the core of that is, is that you became so devoted to your own development, to your own, you know, personal and professional growth, right? What was the core of that? I mean, what was the, when did you draw a line in the sand and say, look, I'm not committing to ordinary outcomes. I'm not committing to, you know, just a basic life. I am, I'm stepping up and I'm going to achieve an uncommon life. What, what happened and how did you get there? Well, it's a fascinating story. And the short version of it is I always thought I'd be an NHL hockey player. I mean, growing up in Canada, it's the dream of every Canadian boy to, you know, lace up the skates, put the stick in the puck and play and, and go. And I loved playing sports growing up, was great at hockey, was often the captain of my team, but I just wasn't big enough. I didn't have the speed or the size. And so, you know, I let that dream die. And instead, I went off to university and studied business you know, and then I went to work for a company and what I thought would be a very short stay with them ended up being a long time in corporate where we literally were a hospitality and real estate company and we did restaurants, we did retail, we bought strip malls, we developed property and as the executive director of operations, you know, I was in charge of a little bit of everything from HR to finance to marketing to site selection and so I really cut my teeth in this business and literally learned a ton of different facets of what it takes to run a successful business. And then in a certain point in my career, the partners in the business asked me to come in and, you know, join this expansion opportunity. And I thought, man, I'm going to be 30 years old. This is going to be amazing. I'm going to put some money into this thing and, you know, retire young and rich. And ultimately that was the plan. And so what I did is I scraped together a whole bunch of money from my savings I dipped into my 401k. Tyler, I even convinced my own parents at the time to take out a six-figure mortgage on the family home. And I took all that money and I invested it in our expansion. And for the first little while, it was great. Things were going gangbusters. And then at a certain time, it was actually 2001. And we all remember what happened when those planes hit the towers. The whole economy shifted. Things stopped moving. People were scared. There was so much uncertainty. And we were in such a rapid growth expansion plan in five major cities in North America that we were a little bit overextended and we bit off more than we can chew. And to make a long story short, I lost all of that money I put into that expansion. So not only was I down and out and broke, but I didn't have any idea how I was going to make that money back or pay off my loans, let alone tell mom and dad that I just lost all of that money on their home. So what does somebody do when they're down and out? Well, they seek guidance. And thank God for me, 
I found a coach. And that coach literally said, Trevor, you're still a young man. You know, have you ever thought of what you want to do to get up, dust yourself off and, you know, keep on going? And I said, I have no idea. And he said, one thing, Tyler, that changed my life forever. He says, have you ever thought of doing real estate? I said, real estate? I don't know what real estate is. He goes, well, I think it's an opportunity for you to use other people's money and leverage, you know, that opportunity to literally make some money, start knocking off some of that, you know, debt that you have. And so I did. I listened to what he said to do. I went out there and I found one tiny little townhouse and I bought it. You know, I scraped together a little bit of money from different friends and, you know, a couple of different, you know, sources. And I bought one little property and then I leveraged the money out of that and bought a condo. And that was another good experience. And in Vancouver at the time, there was massive appreciation happening. So then I took the money out of that and I bought my first duplex. And Ty, that's when I discovered what cash flow was. And so now I had these properties and I bought another duplex and another duplex and another fourplex. Then I started to buy single family homes. And in a relatively short amount of time, not only did I make enough money to pay off all of my failed loans, but I had a beautiful cash flowing, you know, real estate portfolio on top of it. And yes, I did pay my parents back in full. So it was at that time where people started saying, Trevor, what are you doing to amass this wealth? What is your secret? What are you doing? And around that same time, I was really into personal growth. I was really into Tony Robbins. I was really into, you know, Zig Ziglar and Think and Grow Rich, like a lot of the stuff that you and I have talked about. And people started asking me for advice in real estate. And I started to share that with them. And in a relatively short amount of time, I think the coaching bug really bit. And that's when I decided to get out of anything I was doing corporately and devote my life to being a coach and a mentor. So what I'm hearing in this entire, you know, I appreciate you kind of bringing us from, you know, back when you're 30 years old, when maybe you had a massive, you know, massive failure to today. And even before that, you know, you talked about you know, your love for sports and you found out that you were too small, right? You were, you know, but, but you, you were able to devote yourself to business and to developing your own personality, your own personal growth. And, and so it sounds like, you know, there's so many things that happened in your life that happened for you and not to you. Right. And so right. could you have ever imagined where, where this would have all led you? Not a chance. No, absolutely not. I mean, I was born, you know, into a middle-class family, certainly not rich by any standard, certainly not poor, but my dad did work two and a half jobs you know, to look after my brother and my sister and I, and my mom. And man, I always thought that the dream was to really go out there, get a good job, make a good salary, you know, start putting money into the 401k and start saving for that, you know, freedom 55 or 65 birthday date when we get to say sayonara to the company and, you know, head off and retire. But I soon found out that, man, that's a false dream. That's a, a false bill of goods that most people get sold. And the, if you really go back in history, Tyler, we were all born creative. We were all born as entrepreneurs. So why go work for someone else and make them rich, you know, on your back when you can go out there and make yourself rich. And it's not even just about the money because I'm a big believer. And I know that you agree with this, that the impact that you can make as an entrepreneur is what's even more inspiring. And if you go out there and make enough of an impact that money becomes the byproduct of that, and, you know, that flows into your account. So here I am now as a coach, a mentor, a speaker, a facilitator, a real estate investor. I mean, my wife, Lisa, and I, we absolutely have designed our life around this. We travel internationally at least four to five times a year. 
whether that's to Australia or Italy or Hong Kong or an Alaskan cruise. We're getting ready to go to Spain and, and Italy coming up right away. And we don't say that to beat on our chest. We really do want to you know, show other people that you can do that if you design your life around something you're passionate about and something where you produce so much value that money gives you the lifestyle that you've dreamt of to go out there and be, do, and have anything you want. And, you know, it's not just for us. We have three beautiful boys, and we want to show them that it's not the stuff that we can buy with that money. It's the experiences we can have, you know. And I've always said there's nothing better than getting on an airplane and showing your kids this beautiful blue planet. Well, what you're talking about is a life by design, right? Which is the whole point of people getting into real estate as an example is they, they're doing it for an outcome, right? And they're, they're investing in real estate. They're building a business for that outcome. And so I'm curious to know, you know, kind of fast forwarding for you, you know, to today's day and age, you know, what, what's an example of a way that you have raised the bar in your own business to really elevate your results? Well, it's fascinating because what allows people to elevate, just like the beautiful, you know, title of the show is that there's those two things that I spoke about at the top of the call that you need to elevate. And believe it or not, they both start with the letter M. And the first one, Tyler, is what I call mindset. You know, you just can't go out there and achieve all that you could if you didn't have a high performance, peak performance mindset. So what is that? Well, it's getting crystal clear around your beliefs, your values, your rules, your focus, your identity. You know, who are you as you go out there and, you know, want to build your empire? Because some people work in what we call a disempowering way, whereas, you know, achievers work in an empowering modality. So if there's one thing I've really done, and I've worked very hard at this, and I've invested a lot of time, money, resources, and energy, is to cultivate a high-performance, peak-performance, can-do mindset. And I know that you are cut from that same cloth. And, you know, while everyone else is, you know, out there watching Netflix, I was reading books, you know, listening to podcasts like Elevate, going to seminars, hiring coaches, you know, being a part of a mastermind group. You know, and I've spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, to get to this stage of my life where I've taken a little bit from each and every one of those things and I've applied it. And I think that's what's definitely helped lead to my success. So that's the mindset piece. Does that make sense? It does. Absolutely. Yeah. The second piece that starts with the letter M as well is modeling. You know, that's where you don't go out there and reinvent the wheel. You know, let's take real estate. You know, there's really nothing new in real estate. People have been looking to buy real estate or conquer land for thousands of years. You know, people used to go to war over land. And so what I do is I've really modeled, you know, what other people have done in the real estate arena to go out there and optimize and maximize portfolio. So that was eventually moving from those townhouses, condos, duplexes, fourplexes, single family homes to now doing some development. Now getting into multifamily apartments getting into self-storage, the Costa Rica Eco Resort, the company down in Brisbane. Every single thing is where we literally tie it to real estate because I truly believe that real estate is one of the greatest wealth vehicles on the planet. And so as we take the mindset and we model best practices and we bring those two together, that's when sparks fly and magic happens, my man. I love it. So, I mean, what you're talking about is, you know, these are the two pieces for you, right? So mindset and then modeling. So tell me a little bit more about modeling. I mean, you always say success leaves clues. Tell me more about who do you model in your own practice or who have you modeled maybe in the past 
few years. Yeah, I love that. And again, that quote, success leaves clues, comes from the man, the myth, the legend. Yes, Mr. Tony Robbins. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to be asked to come and work with and for Tony Robbins. In fact, I spent half a decade as one of his top master platinum coaches on the planet because Tony is known for being a, you know, a life coach, but he's a lot more than that. He's a business strategist. So what I did is I took my corporate skill set, my real estate knowledge, my passion for people, and I literally went to work, you know, with millionaires, billionaires, business owners, I mean, you name it. And man, I cut my teeth coaching for Tony. So Tony's definitely been an inspiration that I've modeled, but there's tons of other people out there. When you look at a guy like Elon Musk, when you look at someone like Oprah Winfrey, Steve Jobs, you know, Bill Gates, you know, JK Rowling. I mean, there was a woman who was, you know, writing the Harry Potter, you know, story on scrap pieces of paper living out of her car, but she had one thing and that was a dream. She had a dream and a desire placed on her heart to create this, just like Bill Gates created Microsoft and Steve Jobs, Apple. And, you know, you look at Richard Branson, Oprah Winfrey, all of these people have one thing in common, and that is a desire to support a better humanity. And I think in order to support that better humanity, you also need two things. Number one is you got to be hungry because you want to literally have that insatiable appetite to go out there and make it happen. And number two, Ty, you got to have passion. I mean, where there's hunger and passion, there's opportunity. And ultimately, that's what I've done is I've modeled what other, you know, successful business people have done and literally, you know, put the pieces of the puzzle together for myself, my family, my community, my investors, my, my tenants, my, my clients. And now they too are starting to see that there's a new way of thinking and behaving where it's not just about the strategy. Because if it was just about the strategy, I mean, there's this little thing on the internet called Google. If you type what you want to achieve into Google, there's going to be a billion hits. But what's missing is the psychology. And so it's really important for the listeners of Elevate to understand that if you want to go from good up to great, or you want to go from great up to outstanding, or let's go Tyler Chesser on this, you want to go from outstanding to extraordinary or extraordinary, that it's those things that are in play to make it happen. So you, you, what you say is that the core of all these great people, Elon Musk of the world, the Bill Gates, the Steve Jobs, the J.K. Rowlings, you know, so on and so forth, the core is they've got a desi desire to support a better humanity, right? And, yep. and what you say, the, the two pillars of that are hunger and passion. Is there a way that you could, you know, embark upon Elevate Nation that they could develop their hunger? Well, again, a hunger comes from an internal drive, you know, and it's not something that I think we have to go outside of ourselves and look for, you know, and this might sound a little bit woo woo, but I think you have to go inward. I think you got to go and, you know, start asking yourself better quality questions to really understand, you know, who you are and what makes you tick. You know, it's just like real estate. Some people like to go out there and their hunger is to find great deals. Other people have a passion for underwriting those deals. You know, other people have a passion for running the asset. So I think that we have a uniqueness inside of us that where you're hungry to elevate your game and go from good to great, great to excellent, excellent to outstanding, and outstanding to extraordinary, and you fall back on, you know, what do you love to do where time stands still, you know, that adds a lot of value to you, to other people, and that money can become a byproduct of that value, that sort of started the sweet spot of finding what it is that you want to go out there and do every day.
For me, that's coaching. For me, that's investing. For me, that's travel. And for me, it's like working with outstanding clients like you where I can share this. Because if you really want to own this, Tyler, the best way to apply it is to give it away to other people. That is to make other people around you better. Because at the end of the day, we're only here for a short time. And we're only here for two reasons. One is to grow and one is to contribute. And if you really want to do both, you know, grow your finances, grow your health, grow your relationships, grow your knowledge, you got to be willing to give it away. And that's where contribution comes in. And there's another Tony Robbins quote that I love where he says that the secret to living is giving. That's what we're trying to do here is really give away that knowledge and, and distill that wisdom from you. And, you know, it, it's such a great time to be alive because, you know, before, I mean, years ago, people would just kind of hold in this information and they wouldn't tell it to anyone else. But, you know, we're at such a beautiful time now where there's such an abundance of information. There's an abundance of opportunities. There's an abundance of relationships to be built. However, it can be a double-edged sword. You know, if you look at it this way, there's there's such an overwhelming amount of information out there. Um, you know, one thing that I've learned or that I've had to learn, you know, perhaps the hard way in some ways is how to say no and how to decline certain opportunities. So I'm curious as to, you know, obviously someone like yourself who is, you know, high in demand all across the world. I mean, how do you decline opportunities and how are you saying no uh, to certain things? Yeah, that's a great question. And I'm a giver. I mean, I say yes, probably far more than I should because I really am cut from a cloth of contribution at this stage in my life. You know, I'm 49 years old. I'm no spiritual. Thank you. But I'm not that old either that, you know, I just want to make sure that people realize that they don't have to suffer. You know, that there is a path to freedom and that ultimately if I can leave somebody on this podcast with one nugget or I go stand on a stage or I go on a TV show or a radio show or, you know, I'm somewhere where I can literally share one or two or three things. It's literally those things that people can then go, okay, well, does that work for me? And if it does, not just can I learn it, but can I go out there and apply it? You know, I had this coach one time that he said, if it was just the information alone, every librarian in America would be a millionaire. And they're not because it's the application of the information that's important. Does that resonate with you, Tyler? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the things we talk about here is that knowledge is only potential power. You know, action upon that knowledge is the real power. Massive action, like we like to say, and our friend Tony Robbins likes to say, take massive action. That's how you're really going to learn. And also one of the things that I learned from you, really, and others is, is that when you teach and when you share, that's really when it really starts to anchor within you and your own understanding. And so I think that's beautiful. Um, yeah, it's, it's absolutely spot on. And to get back to your original question of how do I say no, you know, for me at this stage, you know, I really look at, you know, who am I impacting and what is their defiant commitment to success? Because I'd rather work with people that know that applying this stuff is going to help them, help themselves, help their family, help their community. And for tire kickers, you know, if it's somebody that is just interested in learning this rather than committed to learning this, that's a decision that I use to be able to say no. And, you know, you've probably heard this from other people, but a no for me is really checking in with what's a no and what's a, a hell no. And then what's a yes. And then what's a hell yes, where man, it's really fulfilling me in terms of my six human needs, you know, and giving me a level to up level my own self. Because even though I've done all of these coaching calls and I've achieved a bit of success and, you know, I coach a lot of people, there's always another level for me. 
So I always ask, if I say yes to this, not only am I going to inspire and perhaps go out there and contribute to the lives of others, but will I get something where I can take my game to the next level? And it's really a unique way to really approach it and a lens to see it through. Just like I don't just talk the talk in coaching, I walk the walk. I've got two coaches, you know, plus an accountability partner that kick my butt regularly. Because again, we're human. And a coach is there to help you see your blind spots. A coach is there to help you formulate a plan. A coach is there to help you with limiting beliefs. And believe it or not, a coach can actually see things coming that you perhaps have not seen. So why wouldn't I want to take advantage of somebody else's expertise? And I pay them a lot of money because I definitely get the value out of them that allows me to go out there and make a bigger you know, impact and in income. It's all about investing for an outcome, right? That's one of the things that we've talked about so much is not only investing your, your resources, but your time, your energy, your effort focused on that outcome. How do you anchor people, you know, from, you know, because a lot of times people, I guess, are, you know, they're focused on the task at hand, right? But they're not really focused on, well, what are they actually getting? That's one thing that I think about, you know, from you were what really resonated with me. You were talking about the corporate world, you know, and, and people are really kind of, they're spending their time for, you know, that paycheck every two weeks. And I, I heard a really interesting thing where someone said recently that a paycheck is one of the most addictive things in the world next to heroin and, and you know, other, you know, potent drugs. And I'm curious as to how, how do you actually get people to focus on their goals and how do you actually focus on your own goals in terms of outcomes? And what is it that you do? What sort of process do you do to get there? Well, really, it's a seven-step process, and we got to give the man Tony Robbins credit for it, you know, and if you, I know you're a big fan of Tony's work, and you've been with Tony, and you've walked on fire and done some pretty crazy things yourself, but at the end of the day, there's seven simple steps that if you follow these seven things, you can crush it personally, you can crush it professionally, it doesn't matter what your outcome is, you've got to start with the very first one, and that step one is, you know, what is the result you want? What are you after? You know, by when do you want it? You know, at what level do you want it? And specificity is power. So the more crystal clear you can be with what you want in terms of your career or your finances or your relationships or your health or, you know, your spirituality or your fulfillment, it all applies. And once you know your outcome, most people then go to step three, which is, you know, executing on making it happen, but they skip step two. And step two is the most important one. Again, that is, why do you want it? So step one is know your outcome. And step two is, what is the purpose behind achieving it? Tyler, that often becomes the rocket fuel or the juice that when times get tough, keeps you going, that you get knocked down, that gets you back up, that you go, I'm tired, or I'm broke, or I just can't go one more step. The power of why is absolutely unbelievable in the human spirit. And that's what allows people like Steve Jobs. I mean, the guy got fired from Apple, you know, go off there and do his Pixar thing. And next thing you know, he's coming back into Apple and takes it to a whole new level. So for me, it's knowing my outcome, knowing why I want it. And then we go to step three, which is the massive action plan. That is the map of all of the different things that you can do to move closer towards your outcome. So that's really step three. And it's those three things that are paramount. And then the final four of the seven steps are very simple. Step number four is to prioritize those opportunities. All opportunities are not created equal. All tasks are not created equal. 
and you must identify what are the high income, high impact activities and what do you need to prioritize first over everything else. Once you do that, you go to step five, which is time stamping. Time stamping is really all about two things for our Elevate guests. That's where you literally create a deadline to make it happen or you carve out time in your calendar to work on it. You know, and most people don't do that. They just say, here's what I want. Here's why I want it. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to prioritize. But then they don't schedule it. And Tony says, if you don't schedule it, it doesn't get done. So that's step five. Step six is where you look at what we call leverage. And leverage is literally, you know, asking yourself, how can I have other people help me get to that outcome? You know, perhaps it's technology, perhaps it's a virtual assistant, perhaps it's a spouse, you know, perhaps it's a friend. There are resources all around us. And for a lot of people, they forget that there are other people that can help them achieve their outcome. And then the final step, step seven, you know, this big guy is execution because you can't do all six steps without then sitting out and absolutely applying what it is that you're trying to do. And that application is also where you check in and it's called course correction, which is almost like an airplane. If an airplane is flying from New York to LA, it's literally going to check with the satellites every, you know, three seconds. Am I on my path? And if you are, the plane keeps going. And if it's not, it makes a little shift to get back to where it's headed. So those, my friend, are the seven steps to goal setting and goal achievement. Well, I just want to remind Elevate Nation, this is a podcast. Rewind that, play it again, anchor that into your nervous system. That will change your life for sure. I have no doubt about that. I know it's changed my life. And I'm curious, you know, with that, you know, we're talking about goals, right? You know, we're talking about outcomes. Tell me about a goal that you're inspired and you are uncomfortably working towards right now. Oh, wow. We'll talk about being put in the hot seat. Yeah, there is an insatiable appetite to really, really support charity. And my wife, Lisa, and I, we've got some very lofty goals and we're working on some behind the scene projects right now that we'll be launching, you know, in a very, very short amount of time where it will have an opportunity to impact millions of lives, if not a billion lives. And that is through taking our, you know, knowledge, our wisdom and packaging in a certain way where it's not just for adults, it's also for children, because we believe that children are our greatest resource and the greatest asset to the planet. And we want to kind of move into that space, Tyler, where we're putting some of this information in the hands of three-year-olds and five-year-olds and 10-year-olds so that they don't have to wait till they're 20 or 30 or 40 to learn this stuff. So we've got some pretty lofty goals, going to take a lot of energy, a lot of time, a lot of, you know, thought, a lot of masterminding. And then, you know, going out there and executing on it is also going to be something that, you know, we're going to have a few hills to climb. But with taking extreme ownership over it and really seeing how it can benefit humanity, I mean, you'll find us at the top of the mountain. It just might be a little bit of a different time frame till we get there. But I'll assure you, we'll be planting our flag in the top of that mountain. And we're going to be very proud of what we're about to launch. That's awesome. Well, and I definitely, I know a little bit about this and it, it all goes back to your contribution, right? And the secret to living is giving. And if you can, you know, if you can be in that space, it's amazing how your own problems, your own challenges kind of melt away when you're in that. And so I'm inspired to hear what you're doing and, and look forward to seeing more about that. And, and the, really the key is children, right? I mean, we've got to, we've got to kind of 
plant these seeds from a young age so we don't allow those weeds to grow in the mind. You know, one of the things that I've heard so many times that you and I have talked about is that your mind is the most fertile ground on the planet, you know, and if you can plant those seeds as an early age, and just to give Elevate Nation a little bit of an insider look here, we're talking about the uh, the new alphabet for humanity. Am I, am I correct? Is you are spot on, Tyler. Yes, it's called the new alphabet for humanity. And, you know, when we were kids, and I'm sure all of your listeners can, you know, a thousand percent agree that we were taught that A is for apple, you know, and B is for ball, and C is for cat, D is for dog. Well, my wife, Lisa, and I have come up with something that, you know, we want to get into the hands of more educators, you know, preschools, nurseries, you know, kindergartens, that sort of thing, where we've literally taken every letter of the alphabet and given it a lot more power. You know, I'll give you an example where A now stands for abundance. B stands for bravery. C stands for compassion. D for diversity. E for empathy. And it goes on and on and on because these words have the power to change relationships, have the power to create friendships, have the power of bringing communities together. And ultimately, if kids start learning what these words are at a younger age, you know, there's a greater chance that they'll actually, you know, go out there and, you know, be or operate from these words. So we're pretty stoked about it. We've got a lot of really cool stuff like a children's book being written about it. We've got a school curriculum. We've got posters. And remember, this is a passion project. We're still totally focused on coaching, speaking, real estate. But it's one of those things that, you know, when the universe places something in your mind or on your heart, it's because the universe wants you to go out there and execute on it. In fact, it's a desire that Lisa has had. And if you look up the Latin root of the word desire, it means of the Father, of God, of source, of infinite intelligence. So if any of you Elevate Nation folks have a desire that's on your heart, it's because the universe wants you to go and execute on it. Does that make sense, Tyler? 1000%, my friend. And tell me about, you know, with that, you know, you've got, you're such a purposeful guy. You're such a driven person. And, and, and obviously you and Lisa are such a power couple. Um, you know, tell me about what's the driving force behind what you do, Trevor? You know, I think it again comes from that insatiable appetite to, you know, help people go to that next level. You know, again, I think that people have grown up at a time where there's a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of negativity. There's a lot of, you know, things going on with politicians and climate change and, you know, social media and all this stuff. And it's imperative that we really get back to really understanding what are we here for? You know, what is your why? Why do you want what it is that you want? Because there's a difference to want something from an ego standpoint you know, where it's all about you, 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 and you're tuned into the radio station of WIFM, you know, what's in it for me, versus going out there and understanding, again, that you're here on purpose and with purpose to help your fellow man and woman. That is to help them navigate a challenge or a problem or can create a breakthrough, you know, and then you start, you know, tuning into that radio station of how can I help others, and life just becomes sweeter. And what I find fascinating about when you make that decision to absolutely operate from that place, that the universe starts to bring you opportunities. The universe starts to bring you co-creators. The universe starts to bring you the capital that you need to, you know, go out there and put it to good use. So ultimately, it's like back to that where focus goes, energy flows. 
And we're the only creatures on the planet that can choose what we focus on. In fact, out of the 10 million species or so that are on the planet, including, you know, animals, fish, plants, insects, all of them operate by instinct. You know, we're the only creature that has what's been called dominion over. That is the power to choose. So if the universe gave you the power to choose, it's because the universe wants you to exercise that power to choose and go make this planet better than it is before. That's amazing. Um, I, I just, I really want to, I want to make a mention of the fact that we do have a power to choose. We have the power to choose to live a great life. We have a power to choose to offer contribution to others and give back to others and find our own inspiration because, you know, we're all here for a reason. And it, like you said, it's a short time and it's, you know, we're not here to just punch a time clock. We're here to create a great life, not only for our family, but for billions of other people. You know, we've got 7 billion people on this planet. Who knows how many billion we'll have in the next decade? I mean, it's growing rapidly. We have an opportunity and we have a duty as Elevate Nation, people who are really along this kind of mind thought process and in, in, in this path to really to give back. And I, I love the thought the, of just choosing to do that. It is our choice. And so I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, what we're going to do now is we're going to move into our rapid fire rare air questionnaire. Okay. We're, we're climbing Mount Everest. You know, things are getting a little bit, we can't breathe too much. We're a lot of people gave up miles ago, but we didn't. So uh, I'm curious as to know, and I, I think I know this answer, but what's the most impactful book that you've ever read and why? Hands down, you know, hands down. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I mean, Tyler, you know this, that that's been my Bible. And I've read it over 50 times. I listen to the audio program regularly. My kids can even recite passages from the book because, you know, my SUV doesn't go anywhere without a really good audio book or CD, a bottle of water and a cell phone to make real estate deals happen. But yeah, what's really been the foundation of it is really, you know, what he teaches in the book. And notice that the title doesn't say, do and grow rich first. It says, think and grow rich. And again, it goes back to the power of thought, the power of intention, the power of vibration, the power of frequency. And when we do that every day and we crank up the amplitude of that, again, abundance is our birthright. We can go out there and create whatever it is that's on our heart. And that book has been a massive factor in how I'm able to show up and do what I do. Well, and like one of the things that you and I talked about recently is you don't have to always worry about the how, you know, think about the why and the what, you know, and, and a lot of people to them is it's kind of a foreign thought, but I think it's, it's a very, obviously a very valuable thought to plant those seeds within your mind, allow the universe to do the heavy lifting for you. I love that. Love it. Love it. Love it. So what, uh, what's, what's the biggest way that you elevate your life on a daily basis, whether it's a habit or a ritual, how do you elevate your life on a daily basis? Well, I'm willing to do things that other, you know, average people aren't willing to do, like get up early. So every single day I'm up at 4.44 a.m. You know, I don't even want to join the 5 a.m. club. I want to be better than that. So I get up 16 minutes earlier. And it doesn't matter if it's Monday through Friday or weekends. My body and my identity has been set almost like a thermostat to say I'm someone who gets up early and does things that average people aren't willing to do, like read a chapter in a book, meditate you know, watch inspiring YouTube clips, you know, perhaps I'll look at my vision board. There's many things that we can do to really optimize and maximize our performance with our brain. And then you want to do something with your body. I'll go for a walk along the ocean. I'll do some resistance bands. I'll do some light weights. You know, I'll go on the elliptical. 
But really, you know, from that hour of 5 a.m. to 6 or 6.30 before my day starts, I'm ready to rock and roll. You know, so it doesn't matter if I'm on stage somewhere or if I'm coaching calls or I'm doing a real estate deal. I've got the mindset and I've got the, you know, physical energy to go out there and just rock it all day long. Kind of like Tony Robbins, but I'm nowhere near, you know, the level he does it at. But, you know, like he says, how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah, I think the big takeaway there is, you know, are you committed to doing what other people are not willing to do on a long-term consistent basis? So whether it's getting up early, whether it's committing to your own learning, whether it's committing to your own mindfulness and being aware of the thoughts in your mind before the day gets insanely crazy, I know that that is a separator for sure. And so it definitely shows Trevor for sure. Uh, so tell me about how do you elevate others around you uh, other than coaching? Obviously you coach people all over the world and you certainly are elevating them. You're elevating their lives and they're, they're impacting millions and millions of people as well. But how do you elevate others outside of that core practice? Well, that's a great, great question. And I think it's probably how I really understand and believe that the quality of questions I ask anybody is going to dictate the quality of their emotion and the quality of their emotion is going to dictate the quality of their life. So it doesn't matter if I'm at a restaurant with a waiter, I ask really engaging questions or at the gas station, the grocery store. You know, most people will say to their kids, did you have a good day at school? And the kids will go, yep. You know, where I don't ask my kids that. I'll say, what was the best part of the day at school today? I mean, what did you really enjoy? They go, oh, dad, I did this or I did that. So I think that the quality of questions you ask yourself and others really does something called elevating your emotions, kind of like this podcast, you know, and if you're listening to this podcast episode, it's not an accident. You were meant to hear some of the stuff that Tyler and I are going over so that you can elevate your game, elevate your emotions, play at a higher level. And so I've got this ability to get in, you know, different proximity to people and just really ask better questions, Tyler. Does that make sense? Absolutely. The quality of your life equals the quality of your questions. So you've got to challenge yourself to identify what am I missing? What do I not know? And then what can I get out of others? What can I, what kind of emotions can I get out of them? And, and uh, you know, let's, let's break the norm, right? I love that. Um, well, well, Trevor, I really, really appreciate you so, so much. And I'm really thankful that you were able to spend time with us today. And uh, just curious as to how the listeners can connect with you outside of Elevate Nation. Absolutely. First off, great job, Tyler. This podcast is amazing and you do such a great job. Super proud of you and thanks for having me on. And for anybody that wants to get in touch with me, there's two simple ways to do it. You can head over to my website. It's trevormcgregor.com. That's T-R-E-V-O-R-M-C-G-R-E-G-O-R.com. Or you can just head over to coachwithtrevor.com, you know, and you can enter your details and shoot me a little note. As you know, I'd be happy to connect with anybody because any friend of Tyler Chesser's is a friend of mine. Well, and I want to make a mention that uh, Trevor has been gracious enough to offer a complimentary 45-minute coaching session for Elevate Nation. So I highly encourage you to visit coachwithtrevor.com because he is an absolutely transformational figure. He's a wealth of knowledge. He's an amazing soul. And he is a, an emotion basket of fun. Let me just tell you that. He's a lot of fun. And uh, thanks again. But, but, you know, the biggest thing here is that we have got to utilize repetition. We've got to go back. And I, I challenge you, listen to this episode again. Again, take notes. I always say this, but you know what? Like I said earlier in the show, knowledge is not power. Knowledge is potential power when you mix it with massive action. So take massive action on what you learn. Teach this to someone else. 
And uh, thank you so much for being here today. And Trevor, we'll see you next time, my friend. Outstanding, Tyler. Have a great day, everyone. Bye for now. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit tylerchesser.com.